0: Radio. There was a young fellow born and raised in a small town in Italy. Not much special about him. Um, he was an average kid, a bit spoiled. When he was a teenager, he just followed the crowd with all his mates, uh, fairly self centered. All teenagers are, except those here, of course. (laughs) And um, the only really sort of particularly special thing about him was his father was quite wealthy. He was a fairly wealthy businessman. When he was in his early 20s, about 21, he wanted to find excitement and glory, so he went to join the army. He got sick on his way and had to return home. A couple of years later, he tried again. This was in the year 1205 AD. This time while he was on his way, he had some kind of encounter with God. And he turned back because he no longer had a desire for glory, for riches, for pleasure. He started to spend a lot of time in prayer. He started to give a lot of things to the poor and care for them. He started to give a lot of his father's things away to the poor. His dad didn't like that, so his dad took him to court. As the proceedings went on, the young man disowned his father and disowned his inheritance. He took even the clothes off his own back and gave them back to his father. The bishop that was there clothed him with his own cloak to govern him and later on he went around the streets clothed in just simple plain brown rags. When it was cold, he was cold. When he didn't have food, he went hungry. About that same time, he was praying in a dilapidated old fallen down church just outside his town. And in that church, with holes in the wall, much like St. Paul's church behind me, he was praying in front of a crucifix, a crucifix that looked very much like the one in our home church at St. Augustine's. And he prayed before it, the lips of the crucifix moved and he heard the words of Jesus speak to him, which said, Francis, go and rebuild my church, which you see is falling down around you. Francis had nothing. He didn't have any means to build it. So I thought I'll just start using my own hands. So he got stones. He brought them together. He started to put the walls together to bring this church and erect it back up. He finished the job eventually, but as the years went by, he started to realize that God hadn't meant that church, the church of San Damiano, near Assisi. He actually meant the universal church of the people of God that, very much like our own society in the West, was falling down and secularism was taking over. And within the next 20 years of his short life, people gathered around him. And God called him to found the fastest growing order in history. And even today, 800 years later, St. Francis of Assisi is one of the most well-known saints ever. He's often called, referred to as the second Jesus Christ. He was so much like his master. That's what the gospel is telling us today. This young man, he was nothing. Yet he allowed God to plant that seed in his heart. And it is from the smallest of mustard seeds that God builds the biggest trees. Because St. Francis allowed God to plant that seed in his heart. And he allowed it to grow. Our first reading is very much similar. There's the great cedar of Lebanon. By the way, just a side note. St. Paul's was actually lined on the inside with red cedar. No link really, just they're both cedar. But the cedars of Lebanon was often taken as an analogy for Israel. What's Ezekiel talking about? This great red cedar had its top clipped off by God. And that clipping was planted on a high mountain. Historians think that what Ezekiel was referring to was King Zedekiah and King Jehoiakim. Now King Zedekiah was king before the Babylonians came and invaded Israel. It was a fairly corrupt king. And Israel was great at the time. But after Babylon invaded, they were paying tribute. Um, Babylon had taken a few captives away. It was a pretty hopeless cause for Israel. Yet God called Jehoiakim to be the next king. King of what? King of almost nothing, a dung heap. Yet Jehoiakim responded and he allowed himself to be king. He was only king for a year. But he led that remnant of Israel into captivity into Babylon in the year 598 BC. And he looked after that people, prepared them. So that 70 years later, God called them back into Israel. And they became the Jewish people as we know it in Jesus' time. From that clipping which God planted. Now that clipping from the top of the cedar is also an analogy and a foreshadowing, a prophecy of another tree planted on another hill. The tree of the cross of Jesus Christ planted on the hill of Calvary. And as people went by, that man, immovable, nailed to a tree amongst thieves, they wagged their heads and they scoffed. said, so this man said he was great. He said he would rebuild the temple. He can't even come down from that cross. He's a nothing. And this man who had nothing, not even his life left, is the saviour of the world. See, God doesn't work in big, amazing, fancy ways. God works in small ways, which have great effect. The St. Francis, the King Jehoiakims, the Jesus Christ born in stables. And that means He works in you. Have you ever thought, I'm too small, I'm too insignificant, I'm too weak to do anything great or amazing? Well, in that case, be glad and rejoice because it is your heart that God wants to plant this seed. It is you that God is calling to rebuild his church, which is falling down all around us. Do you think it's the Donald Trumps of this world that are going to change it? Do you think it's the Australian soccer team that's going to change the world? Look, I tell you, even if they go ahead and they win the uh, Soccer World Cup, they'll make a bit of an impact, but it wouldn't be for that many years. In a few decades, Donald Trump's legacy and any change he can affect will be gone. Yet the seeds that God plants in your heart. 800 years, 2,000 years 2,500 years later, will still have had effect. Because it is these things that our Heavenly Father sees as valuable. If you allow God's seed to be planted in your heart, if you allow it to grow, you will change. The world. You will rebuild his church, which is falling down around us. As a free, not for profit service, Cradio requires the support of people like you to help keep us going in our mission. To donate, visit cradio.org.au/slash donate.